Hey Ash, it's me. Um, I'm a little too tired to make the rest of the ride tonight, so I'm just gonna pull over here at this motel, and I'll see y'all both tomorrow. Give little man a kiss for me, and uh, I promised you that nothing else will happen like it did last time, and I mean it. Hey, can I get a room for one, please? Oh, of course. What brings you to Nilbog? I'm just headed home from a work trip, just passing through for the night. Hey, do any uh, diners open around here? No, sir. But we do have a vending machine here that holds Nilbog's finest treats. Here you go. You'll be in room three. Thanks. Hello there, Michael. Wait, the fuck? Yes, I'm talking to you, you fine human specimen. Yo, what is going on right now? I'm just a poor woman in need of some affection. It's been a while since I've had some nourishment. I'm right outside. Can I come in? <laughs> It's nothing. I got that. I don't want to go to bed alone tonight. What's up with the corn in your hand? I thought we could try something a little different. You sure you don't want something else? <gasps> oh my. It's been a while since I've had some meat. The hot dogs. The Chick-fil-A. Uh. Well, Ash. I hope there was a life insurance policy. If only he had stayed true to his promise and kept it in his pants. Anywho, tonight's tale is a rather unique experience. If you're a meat eater, I'd watch your back. These trolls, nay, these goblins, take no prisoners. Tonight, I present to you, the people under the scares, Troll 2.
Welcome back, listeners, and thank you for returning to the People Under the Scares podcast. This is your host, Mike, and we will be reviewing the national treasure that is Troll 2 today. And if you hear someone laughing in the background, that is because I am joined by a friend of mine by the name of Ash. And she, I'm sure, loved this movie. How you doing, Ash? No, you did not. (laughs) No, you did not just tell that lie. (laughs) In this recording. No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great. Having a productive day. I rewatched the movie so it could be fresh on my brain because it's kind of was a blur before watching today. Old. (laughs) So what have you been uh, watching recently? Uh, So, you know, it's like spooky season, so... I'm trying my best to do the whole 31 days of horror, but I mean, every day for me is horror. Yeah. Um, so recently I've been watching, let's see, I don't even know. I know I did go see Halloween Kills on Thursday night, okay. and I can't wait to talk that out with the guys on Kill the Dead. Um, oh, that's going to be a have funny to one. What was that? I said that's going to be a fun one to listen to. That, oh my gosh, I have some thoughts. Like, I've been trying to be short with, like, my thoughts on the movie, like, when we talk in our group chat, but I'm like, I'm ready to go full-blown recording. <laughs> um, I try to catch up. I, there's so many, like, Netflix originals, like, that's out right now that I'm trying to catch up with. So I'm still watching Squid Games, and then um, I watch There's Someone Inside Your House. Okay. And I started a classic horror story by some asleep. Ooh, <laughs> I did not finish. So how was the classic horror story? I watched like five minutes of that. I've only made it about like 20 minutes in before I fell asleep. <laughs> Interesting. I'll just keep it at that. You are determined to let Freddie get you. I swear, these naps are going <laughs> to... <laughs> you know, I don't play around with my naps. <laughs> like when your eyes start doing that whole shaking and you're like where the hell am I at like you know (laughs) you know let actually let the people know where they can find you all your projects (laughs) everything we're gonna get that out in the beginning okay okay so I'm one of the co-hosts on kill the dead podcast um we're you can find our show like on any streaming services um you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X Middle Ashes. And I have my little show, Rise from the Dead podcast, where myself and special guests discuss um, lesser known horror gems, and we try to determine if it should rise from the dead or stay buried. Mm. And I'm actually preparing season three right now, so I can't wait to get that started. Yes, I can't wait. I love and I love the idea of your podcast too, and it's fun to be on. So <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I definitely want to have you come back on because we be clowning, and I love that about us. Yes, so. <laughs> it just flows. It's just, it's just a good time. It's not too over the top serious, which drives me nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Like so scripted, like okay, make sure you follow the script. Yeah, I can't. So I, <laughs> so the first two episodes, I was like, okay, let me type out each scene and what happened. Da, 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 da. At this time, I was like, uh, uh-uh, I can't do it because I felt <laughs> like I was reading like a novel. 
So I typed out, you know, what I needed to type out so I know what we're going to talk about. And that was it. And I'm sure we can fill in the blanks with our, uh, our opinions about what was going on. So I'm like learning as I go. Because baby, that, that reading the whole dissertation shit was not working for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've been in the whole podcast game for a couple years now. And it's, I'm still learning. It's, I'm comfortable where I'm at now, but I know there's so much more potential. But it's a lot of work, especially doing your own show. Mm-hmm. So you're you're like okay, like I know how I want to set, like how I want the show to be set up, but then it's like the whole execution of it, and then it's like it's just so much work. But at the end of the day, it's so rewarding. Yes, it it is very rewarding. It's so fun, and I love bonding with people over horror movies. It it is work. Uh, there were yeah. a few times I was up till four or five a.m. editing about to throw this damn computer, but. <laughs> Once I was done, I was like, whew, okay, cool. I'm cool with this. I know my very first episode of my show, I was like, okay, I got to edit. And it was just, I was becoming so overwhelmed and pissed off. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to save it and and just send it out like it is. Like, I don't care. It's uncut, (laughs) unedited. Like, I'm done. But it's just, you you just have to find your own flow of things and you'll eventually get it. Absolutely. I have some getting to know Ash questions here available. Not here available. Here with us. Um, let's see here. I'm a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give you either or questions next time since you're trying to pass. Wait a <laughs> Next time I'm gonna have a separate set of questions. Alright, here we go. So the first one is what movie made you fall in love with horror? question oh my gosh this is so much harder than okay um there's a couple um child's play was like my first horror movie that i've watched fully like as a kid mm-hmm. but i want to say that made me fall in love with horror i will have to say either the exorcist which is like my number one mm-hmm. favorite of all time or carrie the og Okay. Okay. What is it about the Exorcist that you love? <laughs> um, I oh, like it's religious horror or something that like gets under your skin. It's just a simple fact. Like it's one scene in that whole entire film that fucks with me till this day. It takes a lot for me to be scared watching a horror movie. I mean, unless it's dealing with spiders, I'm gonna fuck with spiders, but. <laughs> Um, Good to know. Just to know, like how one film just changed, like this country and other countries, like how it made other people feel about it. I mean, that movie is is creepy as fuck. It it is. And I just remember (laughs) it might be a little TMI, but like my first time watching it, I actually was in the middle of one. I was in. I forgot what scene it was, but I that's when I got my first introduction to womanhood while watching that movie so that's what that's the main reason why i love this movie <laughs> that's a good point i didn't even think of it that way yeah <laughs> i know it's i know i i always tell like certain people about it but it's like yeah like they're like why do you like the exes i'm like well see what happened was and i tell them that they're like oh i'm like yeah so there's a little connection like 
I will never forget that. I mean, you're not going to forget that. Mm-hmm. But, but that, um, that yeah. spider walk scene down the stairs, which I don't That's know. The scene. That, that is the scene. Is very um, disturbing because there's something about the body being. You know what? It's funny. We were talking about it was the splinter in the body contorting oh, yeah. in ways it shouldn't be. Again, here we are talking about something like that, which is uncomfortable. Like, why? How is your body doing this downstairs? I, I don't know, but that mm-hmm. scene right there is the one thing that scares me. I. And to think they cut that from like the original. I know. It might have been too much for audiences back then because I think they were already scared with what they were saying. Yeah. It's just how that movie makes me feel. And I'm surprised I can still fall asleep right after watching it. And like in my bedroom, I have a poster signed by Linda Blanche. Thank you very much. And I have to see a picture of it. And it's like Reagan's eyes is like following you, like everywhere you go. It doesn't matter if you're like standing in front of it or if you're like to the side of it. Her eyes are like right there, glaring at you. Mm-mm. And I'm surprised I'm still able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a no for me. That <laughs> is a no. I'm assuming Carrie, you love because she she gave those bitches what they deserved in that movie. Yeah, and then so like okay. So, like, with The Exorcist and Carrie, those two films um, I watched with, I watched The Exorcist with my mom, and then I watched Carrie with my grandma. So, I feel like those two films right there helped me bond with them. It kind of felt like it was an introduction to horror for me, like, growing up. And with Carrie, I just remember watching it, and I'm like, I'm never going to my senior prom. That's just going to happen. Like, I literally thought if I went to prom, that my school would get burned down because someone got had enough. Someone was fed up. Mm. It was like, no, nah, I'm about to get up. That's highly possible. You know what? You that's another movie with Carrie going through womanhood for the first time. So this <laughs> yep. is another woman. Oh, I see a little pattern with you. Okay. I, <laughs> I know what other movies to bring you on for. I think. Oh, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not with <laughs> no more movies, no. <laughs> All right, let's get to this next question. <laughs> um, what is your favorite final girl or boy kill of a villain? So a kill in a movie that took place at the end where the villain was killed by someone. a good question oh my god okay so many right so it's like <laughs> okay give me a second I, I think i know uh, okay i'll probably just go with uh, okay i'll go with what is that 2013 evil dead mm, okay yeah. um that was a good one. That movie, not, not a lot of people see it as this, but that movie is a deep movie right there. That movie is about an individual overcoming her her personal demons. So at the end of the film, when Mia confronts the Deadite and she like goes ham on it with that chainsaw, <laughs> that was her confronting her own demons and like, like 
how else would you say? Just could confirm her demons. Put her demons to rest. And when she takes that chainsaw and just ah, I'm like oh. Yeah, that was that was a very satisfying kill. What is a non horror movie or TV show that you would like to see turned into a horror movie? So like on an episode with Bobby, he chose Spice World and <laughs> with the Spice Girls. Oh what? He chose Spice, Spice World. Oh Spice World. Okay. That's a good one. I can see okay. He chose uh, Spice World. I chose Gullah Island. So just any not random Not Gullah. Okay, I raised you one girl. Okay. You got you say Gullah Gullah. I'm gonna go with Caillou. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, what would be the plot? What would be the plot? Caillou got fed up with everyone making fun of his bald head, and he got tired of his sister, and he decided to fuck things up. So there you go. Mmm, we got another Carrie-esque movie. Okay. Come on, Caillou. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is another, the last question, and this will kind of let me know where your head is at with this movie. Would Uh-oh. you rather <laughs> Would you rather be isolated in Nilbog or Haddonfield? <sighs> isolated in Nilbog or Haddonfield. <sighs> and just to let y'all know, Nilbog is the town that this movie takes place in, in Troll 2. Oh my gosh. I'll take Haddonfield. Yeah, Actually, I don't know why we're doing that. I feel like that's way more dangerous. I, it is. Because I feel like with Nilbog, you'll have a better chance Like if you just listen to them and do what they want you to do. Mm. But I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you're screwed either way. <laughs> I mean, the wait, well, I guess we're going to get into the troll two part. So let me not even jump ahead to that. Okay, so Haddonfield. Like, also Haddonfield, I just feel like, check your car. He ain't in the car. Okay, let's leave town. That's it. Although I did say isolated, so let's pretend it's a quarantine. Okay. <laughs> just be smart and make sure, like we talked before on my show, make sure the doors are locked and you don't act stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what? Haddonfield is the better choice because there's not... Aside from Michael not dying, it's not like supernatural like that. So, but with the trolls, you don't know where they're gonna pop up at or what's gonna happen. So, Haddonfield would be the safer choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, we'd be using our brains during these little <laughs> scenarios. All right, let's get into this 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 masterpiece. And <laughs> it's a, we are reviewing the 1990 horror film Troll Two. Which was directed by Claudio Fragasso. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. If I did not, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Although produced under the title Goblins, which makes sense because they have not said troll at all in this movie. Mm-hmm. The American distributors marketed it as a sequel to the 1986 film Troll, which you also watched for this. And I do not remember most of that movie. So <laughs> you can fill me in on some things. The two films have no connection... And this movie features no trolls. 
And the mm. short version of the plot is basically a family is pursued by vegetarian goblins who seek to mutate them into plants so they can eat them. Now, real quick, I did discover that the director's wife, I, I guess they concocted this plot because she was pissed off and upset by people in her life who were becoming vegetarians. So I guess this kind of makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this is going to be... I probably should have drank before this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the film opens up with Grandpa Seth. As he's telling a story, we're hearing him narrate a story to his grandson Joshua about the story of goblins. Um, I did kind of like the intro music, as cheesy as it was. As they're running through the forest after a random uh, person. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny because the goblins are in like, it looks like potato sacks, maybe. They're wearing potato sacks and in terrible masks. Yeah. Um, and running with the like thinnest tree branches or twigs to, to like poke with. And during the story, Grandpa Seth um, mentions there's this woman who, side note, I think she is, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. I think she was one of her friends, the follower Jennifer, and she looked exactly like her. And she feeds some nasty looking concoction to this man in the story. And it starts to turn him into goblin food. And he's sweating out chlorophyll green. So he's sweating out this green juice all from the top of his head, right? So was this the first point where you were like, what the fuck is going on in this <laughs> The first two minutes of this film, during the opening credits, when the guy's just like in the open fields and running and all that stuff, that's why I instantly texted you was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> and my boyfriend was just like, what is this? And I told him, he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, what's this? I was like, yeah. I, I love that he so watched this with you. <laughs> Yeah, because he first asked if like, do, do you want me to watch this with you? I'm like, if you want. I said, this is one of the known, like, worst films of all time. He's like, bet, I got you. Mm. <laughs> he is. watched it. And, yeah, I could have recorded his reaction, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's, it's a whole uh, crazy ride. Especially crazy is the, is the right word. So, uh, after the story takes place, Joshua's mother, Diana, comes into his bedroom. And then we find out that Grandpa Seth is actually dead. So, <laughs> his dead grandfather was giving him a story. And then we meet his father, Michael, who has, for some reason, set up a home exchange vacation, which I did not know was a thing. Uh, with I didn't know either. I guess it's kind of like, like wife swap, vote. but with houses. That's I was just about to say that. I was like, it's kind of like wife swap. And then it was just, you don't even know these people. <laughs> like, how do you sign up for something like that? Like, this is how? before the internet. I was wondering the same thing. How'd you find them? <laughs> Ads, maybe? In a newspaper. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. So they're exchanging with this random family in Nilbog for a month. Which is like a rural area. And the father wants to experience... He says the life of his ancestors. And I was like, no, sir. I'm, <laughs> I'm already out. I don't want to do this. 
and the dad was already weird enough. So that I was like, this is a trap. Like it could be, but fun. that whole family was weird. They were like, I don't know. <laughs> If the characters were supposed to be weird or if the actors were kind of off and it made them seem weird. Now that you said that, because I watched the documentary you told me about and the actor that plays the father, he's kind of, I'll say, eccentric. (laughs) He's very, he's very eccentric and out there. So I'm like, maybe he does. I mean, because I mean, he wasn't an actor. He's actually a practicing dentist. Mm. So, I mean, I, I, you get what you get, I guess. There's, I do know this was filmed in Utah, I think it was Utah. And it, obviously they brought in actors, but they also used like local people or nearby mm-hmm. um, people. So it kind of added to this whole ordinary townspeople feel that I liked. Like, I do not like when it's like everybody looks like they live in Hollywood in these random places. Right. So that I appreciated. Now we meet up with Joshua's sister, who I think you said was the best actor in the movie, Holly. Oh, and yeah, definitely. She sort of got an Academy Award for her performance. <laughs> we meet Holly, and she's working out. Uh, get, we, we'll call it working out, yes. And. <laughs> And we meet her boyfriend Elliot, and they have—they are really obsessed with homosexuals in this scene. Like, yes. they brought up him hanging out with his friends, being very gay, and um, he hangs out with them more than her. And I was like, "Girl, he's a teenage boy, but okay." Uh, and then she's like, "You have to choose between me or them," and like that was such a—that was like the main conflict between them two is that he needs to choose his friends or her. Right. Now, I do have a theory about straight men and their friends, but it's not like that. I think men are low-key in love with their friends, which is oh, why yeah. they're so loyal to them. And that, that's a whole other... We could have a whole episode on that alone. <laughs> on that alone. But um, let's let's get back into this, this, this trash. Ooh, not trash. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, let, me, let me cut that out. <laughs> Let's get back to whatever. One person's trash is another person's treasure. I'm not cutting that out. All right, so we cut to the entire family, and they are on their drive. And they've left Elliot, who apparently had them waiting around for an hour and a half and didn't show up. So he was running late. Uh, Diana asked Joshua to sing that song that she likes, which it's funny because I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows Row, Row, Row Your Boat. But she didn't know the name of the song while they were singing this and they did this whole thing where one person starts and then they they pause and then they continue so it's a whole fucking mess of people singing different parts of the song at the same time <laughs> and I was like kill me now there is no way I could do a road trip with people doing this you know what attacked me about that part is that when she's like okay sing that song that I like I was expecting like this little boy's gonna sing his little heart out like he <laughs> He has a, he's a true singer right there. Like I thought this was his moment to shine. When he said "Row, row, row your boat," I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. It was done. number one on the charts in 1990, I think. So that that could be the only explanation. Which do they not have a rate? I don't know. Maybe the radio wasn't working. I don't remember that part. 
So we also see Elliot and his friends are making their own trip there in an RV. And they're looking for free, unattached women, I believe they mentioned. Yeah. And like, here we go again, men die. Oh, they said, I think they say liberated. <laughs> I think one of the boys say liberated. I like, can we not be trying to die over some cooch, please? Why is it all the time? <laughs> oh, yep. Always, it, it, it must be worth it, I guess. I, I personally have not had the pleasure, <laughs> but it must be worth it if all these men are willing to die over it. Just saying. Uh, let's see. Joshua wakes up in the van while they're on their drive, and we see that he starts to also sweat chlorophyll. His hands start to grow branches, and uh, his family turns into goblins. And then Joshua wakes up, and it's a dream. Again. So now, <laughs> jo- and as they're driving, we see Grandpa Seth holding up a sign as they're driving by saying, Stop them. Um, which kind of reminded me of Jeepers Creepers too, when um, Justin Long was trying to like warn them. Oh, warn them! Yeah. But this with this, his little tattoo, right? And I was like, Grandpa Seth, why are you doing all this subliminal shit? Can you not just pop up in here and tell them this? Like, why is Joshua the only one that can see him right now? I've always wondered about. That. I guess maybe they, um, when the Grandpa was uh, alive, maybe they had like a really. What, they really were close. Mm. That's my only guess. That would make sense. He was telling him a ghost story, and Joshua has to be like, what, 9, 10, 11, something like that? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, maybe it, it was that. Or maybe it's he's the only one that believes in shit like that, and so he's able to see him. It, there, there's a lot between Grandpa Seth that's very confusing in this movie. He's apparently a witch or some shit, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Um, All right. So Joshua hops out of the van saying he has to go to the bathroom so he can talk to Grandpa Seth. And we see our first strange person approach him. Right. And we can tell something's off about this dude. Joshua runs back to the car and they take off. And then in this season with Elliot and his friends, they are who knows how far away from this road. And they're waving at the family in the van that's driving by. And Holly gives him the finger. And there's no way in hell they can see this damn middle finger being raised at them. I said the same thing. I was like, you really think they're going to see that? (laughs) But they reacted to it. Yeah, it's like, how do they end up down that ditch? I don't even... There's so much that is a mystery with this film. <laughs> hey, isn't that the van right there? Yeah, I don't like, even... We... And my thing is... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. My thing about them is, okay, so, like, it seems like Holly and Elliot were kind of getting asked, like, they're in a relationship, it seems like their main goal is to try to get nasty or have some type of alone time together. Mm-hmm. Well, think that would make a guy be like, oh, wow, like, I'm about to deal with this girl, like, I'm going to leave my friends. No. <laughs> he still tries to show up and bring his friends along. I'm like, but you're trying to make it, like, a big thing. 
adhere to this girl's pants, but you still bring your friends around. Yeah, I well, I guess he was assuming. I don't know why he thought Nilbog would have like uh, any eligible bachelorettes, but <laughs> he, he led them under false pretenses. Maybe he couldn't get the RV alone because they did mention something about a community pot of cash. So maybe he needed his oh, friends to come no. along. Uh, but that's just me making up bullshit for him because he was doing some dumb shit. So family finally pulls up to the farming community, as the father calls it, Nilbog. Mind you, it is a ghost town. Nobody is outside in the streets. Um, I've actually been to a town like this, driving through North Carolina to go to some casino. It was a Sunday. I, I swear I was thought I was in, like, Children of the Corn. Because no one <laughs> was outside. Not a soul. <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't do that. we drove down a major street in this town. Nobody was there. And then we got out the car. We parked. We got out the car. <laughs> we got out the car and walked down a block or two. Still no one. And one random person waved and said hi. And when I tell you our black asses got back in that car so fast <laughs> and left. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. I've never okay. in my life experienced anything like that and will never again. It was bad enough we got out the car. Oh, yeah. I would have whooped you there. <laughs> but I know, like, because I'm in Ohio and then, like, Indiana's right there. So anytime I have to, like, drive through Indiana, I get the creepies, like, the GDGs. Like, I always make sure my windows are up, my doors are locked. I got some type of protection with me because I don't play like that. Yeah, it's, mm mm. Uh, and it's just, I don't understand. Like, where are these people at? I, y'all have to be here. As we, And as we see, the family continues to drive, and then we see a group of people stare out of a storefront window. So we know that the, there's people here. So the Wake family <laughs> finally pulls up to their new home. I feel like this trip took forever. <laughs> right. They finally pull up to their new home. That'll be there for, they'll be there for a month. And they meet their family they are exchanging with. A very odd, um, tempered family. And they all have some kind of birthmark somewhere on their body. And as the odd family drives off, the little boy throws Joshua a... I'm assuming it's a softball because it was big as fuck. Um, with a message on it saying, eat before we eat you. <laughs> Already like strike three. So what would, at this point, would you be like, let's turn around, maybe let's do this another time, or another town? Yeah. I, crazy. I would look at my husband like, where the fuck did you find this place at? Where did you find these people? Like that, like as soon as we pulled up to this town and it's like a ghost town and like there's weird, weird stuff going on, I would be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I think Joshua even mentioned let's leave and the mom was like Diana she was like don't listen to him let's go, go ahead father whatever the fuck she called him so uh-uh. encouraging him to like let's continue this trip like why I don't know he wants to plow fields or something like why you want to come to this far like I get wanting to like rough it for a little bit that I understand but here yeah that's a no and then it's like oh you want to stay here so bad okay how about I drop you off <laughs> I'll come back and pick you up in a month. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I would have been gone. So, naturally, they're inside the house. They've been driving forever. They're hungry. And when they get to the kitchen, they see that that family has left them. I, it was some nasty shit on the table. I don't know anybody a lot of, what they had. A lot of green stuff. Yeah, it's all green. Um, this I guess there's supposed to be cakes and gelatin. and It did not look good, is what I'll say. And they're about to, you know, start digging in. And who comes yelling from the window? Grandpa Seth. He he knocks at the window and talks to Joshua and tells him that they need to stop eating because they will become plants if they continue eating. You know how there's the magical Negro trope? I feel like minus Uh the Negro, this is him. (laughs) Uh He seems to know everything in this movie. I'm like, so he got this from a book, but they're real. Was he killed by a goblin? Did they ever confirm that in the movie? They never. They never discussed like how he passed away. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm just like, hmm. But then, like, when we get like, like later on in the movie, like, I have a theory of. I'll discuss it later. I don't Ooh, know. If I love a theory. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's. So, Grandpa Seth, he activates his. Piper Hallowell powers and freezes the family for 30 seconds so Joshua could try to stop them. And he thinks the best way to do this is to hop on the table and piss on all the food. <laughs> Which, effective, yes. I'll give him that. But I would think you're getting your ass beat after doing that. I thought, okay, so they made this look like it was going to be so serious. I thought, like, because they showed Josh walking by the family, like, just glaring at them while they're frozen, but you could tell, like, they're moving a little bit. I thought he would at least, like, <laughs> smack it out of their hands, like, smack the pastries and stuff out of their hands, or, like, throw the pastries on the floor something. I was not expecting him to hop <laughs> on that table and piss. I legit lost it. <laughs> he got the job done. He got he it did. done. And then the dad, what? picked him up and brought him upstairs and the mom was basically like don't beat him and the sister's like uh uh-uh, uh beat his ass <laughs> you see this you see this lady you know what this means hospitality you can't hear from hospitality I won't allow it yes the lines the lines were giving me everything all the cheese I needed Daddy, cutting up my belt one week so I don't feel hunger pains, and your sister and your mother will have to do likewise. Like, boy, what? <laughs> if that's true, then I'm about to start doing that myself. I re- so like I wonder because I don't think because you saw in the documentary was the, the director didn't speak English, right? So there was during the filming of this movie, there was a lot of issues like. Um, he spoke English, but it was like really choppy. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of um, conflict, like language barriers and all that stuff while filming. You know, like I'm wondering who wrote the movie itself, and if it was him. I don't know. It was his wife. Oh, oh that's right, because she hates vegetarians. Okay, okay, I could kind of see. Okay, it makes sense if they're not like completely fluent in English why some of these lines do not flow that well. But hey, 
Let's go with it. So now we cut to Elliot and his three friends on the RV watch TV. One of them, Arnold, decides to leave the RV and sees a woman in distress running through the woods. No fucking ma'am, I'm not chasing her. But he decides to go. <laughs> Chase her through the woods. Um, I, I've, at this point in the movie, I've given up people making sense with the decisions they make. He follows her and she starts to warn him about goblins, right? Also, before this, he he not trips her, but he falls on top of her. And then the whole time he's interrogating her, he's just laying his body on top of her. Why? Who what? are you? Where where are you going? What's good? Like, sir, if you don't get your ass off of me. Right. Well, he's so worried trying to get some punani. He did say, he said, I, what did he say? I'm a human male or something. Want me to prove it to you. Some shit like that. I was like, girl, chop it off. Chop his shit off. So as he's in, he interrogates her and she warns him about goblins. And he's like, what? And they start to approach him in their potato sack clothing. And he's like, let me handle this. He walks up to them. And I'm like, what, what sense does this make? He's literally going up to these things trying to have a conversation. So, I already know your answer. But, would you try to reason with these things? Uh, I, <laughs> I want to say yes, but at the same time, no. I will, I will waste my time. Like, you know what? Just go ahead. Mm-mm. I'm done. Just go ahead and take me. <laughs> yeah, I... I feel like you can reason with them, but it's not going to last that long. Because yeah, at the end of the day, you're not a soul. And it didn't last long because oh. they tossed a, a spear at him. Uh, and to, Can you hear this thing? Uh-huh. I need somebody to shoot this damn bird. No. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so one of the goblins launches a spear at his shoulder because he was being a dumbass. And then they start to run, and they find an isolated house that looks strange to begin with. But they go inside, and it's full of plants and fog. Um, Yeah, strange. Um, Wouldn't have stayed there. Although he was attacked, so he probably thinks I can ask somebody for help, right? Uh, They run to... They meet the... Quite frankly, one of the best horror villains I've ever witnessed. Credence Leonor Giegult of, <laughs> of ancient Druid origins. Her ancestors came from Stonehenge. <laughs> this whole, every scene she's in has me cracking up because her acting is so over the top. But I love it so much. I, yeah, she was interesting. And I was like, I know I what I saw, but I was like, why does he sound like he's a vampire? <laughs> not. She does give me, I took acting school classes or I did theater as a kid or something. So I'm going to do, this is my part I got. So I'm going to do everything I can up in this part. The facial expressions, the accent, the, the inflection in her voice. I love every second of her in this movie. <laughs> Oh, but okay, let's talk about her. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the first thing I said when she came on the screen. She's wearing all this nice jewelry and makeup. 
Why why are her teeth yellow like that? <laughs> you had enough time to put on all that stuff so you could brush your teeth. Well, we learned that they don't have a hospital in Nilbox, so maybe they don't have a dental a dentist at all either. Which coincidentally didn't you say <laughs> the father's a dentist or one of them's a dentist in real life? Uh-huh. I don't think it's a coincidence. She could have took some eucalyptus plants or something and scrub it on her teeth, so Yeah. I have wondered about that. Like when I'm watching Walking Dead and all these other apocalypse movies and shows, I'm like, Y'all aren't washing or brushing your teeth. How are you I guess if when you're hard up, you you just gonna do stuff with each other anyway, but I don't I I can do morning breath, but not brushing teeth for a month, that's not going to work. Take some plaque and everything. (laughs) And tartar. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) So they they ask Credence for a hospital. She lets them know there are no hospitals in Nilbog, um, which to me was like, okay, I don't need to talk to you. It's time to go. But she's like, no, we do things holistically here, basically. She gives them a concoction with, she says it's sap of the forest and the vegetable properties of the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they drink the shit. And mind you, this has like smoke coming out of it. They're not asking questions or nothing. And then it literally, as soon as the woman puts it to her lips, she starts to panic. She's uh, almost falling out on the floor. She's coughing up like um, T.B. Karen in American Horror Story. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> and she's working her way upstairs for some reason instead of outside. And then she collapses and she's still screaming and you start to see her trying to morph into like a pod of some some green moist plant-like pod and then all the goblins start to rush to her and eat her and then what comes next is I think an infamous line in horror movie history maybe you all don't know this line but Ashley what did you think about they're eating her and then they're going to eat me and and then him screaming oh my god it was mad long it was mad long (laughs) I don't see how anyone can keep a straight face from filming this. <laughs> I, oh my god. I just, I can't. I could even keep a straight face trying to read. There's, I wonder how many takes he had to do with that. I don't know. I mean, by the way, this director is, you can tell he's very stern, so maybe they didn't take a lot of, I mean. Mm, that's right. I don't know. He's probably like, get the shit right first, bitch, or you not going to be in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next we get a scene. We get Holly dancing in the mirror to, like, um, I don't know, after school PSA music or some shit. And I was making fun of it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, don't we all do this in the mirror, though? I don't be dancing like that. I don't know what she was doing. It was, um, what now it didn't in the documentary. She said, I don't think she wanted to be known for this movie, but she was like, people mentioned that dance to her. Yeah, it was. And then I see like a couple people, they have like the t shirts with her on it. I was like, I don't want to have that t shirt now. <laughs> see, you're a fan and you don't even know yet. 
<laughs> Soon you'll be recommending I'm about to this to people. Scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, you know, basic. Um, throw your hands up, look to the side, gyrate your neck shit. I don't know, like oh. cheerleader moves, but not Buffy cheerleader moves. Not even that good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like, I don't know what she was doing. Like, she started doing some yoga, and then <laughs> walked the runway, and then, like, very stiff, bring it on routine, and yeah. <laughs> See, she starts practicing a very terrible, mind you, ultimatum speech for Elliot in the mirror. And Grandpa Seth shows up, and he has the wrong connection, because he thinks he's talking to Joshua. And he scares the fuck out of Holly in the mirror. So she runs out screaming, letting the family know she saw Grandpa Seth. Uh, Joshua then later on goes to the mirror to talk to him. And Grandpa Seth wants the family to leave Nilbog because it is the kingdom of goblins. You want to know what's funny, though? <laughs> what? I'm known to have some blonde moments, okay? Mm-hmm. And it takes me a while to put two and two together sometimes. So, like, for instance, I it took me forever to figure out that slow rider. If you put that together, it means Florida. Okay. So, I'm watching this movie. <laughs> so, I'm watching this movie, and I see the sign that says uh, the town's name. I was like, oh, mm. that's Goblin Backwards. Yes. Yes, it is. My looked at me, he was like, wow, it took that long. I was like, leave me alone. To be honest, same. So, <laughs> But I felt proud. Because I, I figured it out before they even said it was Goblin. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Because I'm trying to think back when I was a kid. I don't think I realized that until he said it later in the movie. But that's not something I would pay attention to normally anyway. And yeah, I think... It was like the street sign that said it. I was like, oh. Yeah, they have a street sign named Mailbog as well. Yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) Mailbog, (laughs) Mailbog. In Utah, sure. So we meet back up with the boys at the RV. And Drew wants some groceries, which they don't have in the RV. So he decides to go to the store. And he takes a little jog, even though he don't know how fucking far it is. And he goes through the woods. These people love woods, okay? Mm-hmm. I, if you think I'm, y'all can wait outside, and I will drive this RV to the store. Because me jogging through woods ain't gonna happen, especially if I don't know them. <laughs> so the Wait family also doesn't have groceries. The only thing they have in their fridge is some kind of Nilbog made milk, but it's the consistency of like spoiled milk. You know, it's a few days old, maybe a week. Uh, yes. And I'm a, the intention probably was for them to drink that, which I don't know who the fuck would, but okay. And uh, Michael and Joshua decide to go into town so they can get some groceries for them. Drew is running on the road and is given a ride by a new character, the sheriff. The sheriff, um, they're having a conversation in the car, and he gives him a nasty-ass sandwich. Um... It was just like green glob in between two buns. I I don't know what that was. And he's like, good. And he's eating it. I'm not that. I'm sorry. That is not. I will eat rats before that. 
<laughs> cook it up survivor style or something. I, there's no way. There's <laughs> nothing in this movie that looks even remotely good enough to eat. Or no. edible. I mean, the cakes look decent, but no. No, uh, not even the I After I saw everything else they had, they could keep that. But you know what? At the end of the day, this movie taught me that you can't just be eating anybody's food. See? Yes, true. Because you don't know what's in it. Message. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he drops Drew off at some convenience store in town. And then we're introduced to, I think, the scariest person in this movie. The clerk. And I don't even think he has a name. But his uh-uh. facial expressions are so intense and scary. He's all up in the camera. His eyes. He was in a documentary too. Um, uh-huh. Ooh. So. <laughs> Drew's and he basic- was going through a lot of shit too. So I'm like damn. Uh, I'm trying to remember him. And the mom to me. I was like oh. Uh-huh. But I, I would have. He could have been in some other movies after that, in my opinion. The way he was given that face, he could have been in some crazy right. shit. But what did he say in the documentary? Like he was, he definitely was going through like a lot of mental health situations and stuff. So, mm. well, I mean, I wonder how he's doing now. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. Because <laughs> now I'm getting down thinking about. It. Okay. Um, the clerk is expressing. Well, Drew is actually asking for shit that we would all. Do you have some bacon? Do you have. Like, where is the shit? Where is the food? And the clerk is like. Ugh. He's like vomiting every time he gives an option or a suggestion. And he's like. I do like. Oh, God, sorry. Mm, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, with the clerk, I love when he, he was like, so Drew was like, do you have any coffee? And the clerk was like, there's no coffee in Millbox. It's the devil's drink. I was like, yep, it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> I can get out a shirt. See, you're right. This look okay. See? I think I might like this movie a little bit. <laughs> See, I sw- this is a good movie to watch with people who don't take themselves seriously. And can just laugh at a movie. Like, it is really fun to watch with a group of people. Because it's so ridiculous. That y'all can't help but laugh. Preferably drink. Have some food and snacks. Maybe not eat during this. Because it might make you sick. But definitely drink. Have you always craved to put a podcast out into this dark, dread-filled world? But didn't have a clue where to begin? We'll look no further. The Anchor app is free of monetary cost, but it will require some sort of payment. A pint of blood. Maybe a firstborn. You could also relinquish your soul. Small price to pay, really. All the creation tools you need to record and edit right on your phone or computer are included. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get started. Join Anchor today if you think you can hack it.
So he let them all know, no, we don't have none of this shit, bitch. These, we are vegetarians here in Nilbog. And he gives him some of that Nilbog milk. And um, Drew is, at this time, sweating a little bit, and it's green. And he's getting a little weaker because he can't walk as well. So I'm like, okay, so what's going on with this old boy here, right? So... <laughs> It's the it was the nasty ass sandwich. Like Ash says, you cannot eat everybody's food. And as he leaves the store, he's met by I wanna call them Nilbagians. It's a bunch of other people in town, and they tell him that his friends are at Credence's house. The Grand Dom Credence, mind you. So he is on his way to go see Credence, and we cut to Credence's home. And she is watering a plant and speaking to it. And she tells the plant that she's going to pay a visit to the new neighbors, the Wake family, with her nasty ass pudding. I was like, girl, this is not pudding. What is this? You can't just put green squiggly lines on something and think that makes it good. And Mom's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, when she took it to the the mother and the mom was like, thank you. Basically, thank you. I, it made me think, uh, what's that HGTV show where the woman, she was not happy about the makeover they did to her home? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Trading spaces, yes. I think. I feel like that would have been my reaction if she brought this shit up in the house. Like, I know it's supposed to be polite and you just take it, but that? No. You trying to kill me. Looking like Judy Water Cake. <laughs> And then it's revealed that the plant she's watering is Arnold. Like, his legs are turned into tree stumps. He's in, like, this flower pot with soil. His face is covered with, like, tree bark. It was actually pretty decent. For whatever budget they had, it was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty creepy. And the makeup design was kind of, it made me yeah. uncomfortable. Now, father and son arrive in town. And this is when, as you said, Joshua discovers that Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. Which, this was brilliant to me when I first saw this movie. Because I was like, oh! I was like, that was clever. Good job, (laughs) y'all. But he notices it in the side view mirror when he's trying to call out to Grandpa Seth. And his father just falls right out on the damn um, porch of the store. Falls right out. And Joshua decides he's just going to leave, right? (laughs) For some reason, he just leaves on his little bike. And now this is when Credence visits Diana at their temporary home with her nasty dish like we talked about. And Joshua stops in town and he starts to spy on a group of the the, uh, Nobakians who are in some church. I don't know what this place was. It looked like it was a church. Like it was like a town meeting. Yeah, like a like a town hall in some kind of farmhouse slash church. And anyway, they he, they were having church because they have like a preacher goblin who's giving them the good word on how disgusting humans and our diets are: hamburgers, hot dogs, <laughs> etc. And I was like, you know what? He's he's not wrong. <laughs> I was like, the shit we have tastes good, but it's really bad. Uh, so Joshua makes some kind of noise, and then he's found. 
They hold him down and try to force feed him some Nilbog ice cream. We see. Did they put raisins or nuts in that? I said, or was that great? I. I'm going to assume it could be um, any of them. I couldn't tell what it was. Um, whatever it is, it don't belong in ice cream. <laughs> that didn't look like ice cream. That looked like yogurt. Yeah, the consistency was not. You know, I wonder what homemade ice cream consistency is. I don't think it's what we're used to. It might be softer. But it, it's it, not, it's like not that. that. It's definitely not that, yeah. So as they're trying to like force this down his throat, we see glimpses of them as their true goblin selves. And his father shows up and puts a stop to it. I'm like, why you ain't swinging on everybody? You see them trying to force feed your son something and then you just casually walking up like what's going on here Un- unhand my son please and you, you no other reaction and he notices that the family fr- that they exchanged homes with is still there they're at this damn church meeting and they're acting real funny like oh we're gonna leave this evening that was strike like 17 already by now that they should have left they should have left five minutes when they pulled up in their town they should they when they didn't see nobody exactly, and they all have no groceries either. You you don't go spend no vacation with some people without getting groceries first. Thank you. I was just about to say that. I was like, they didn't have no road trip snacks, nothing. Like, what? Actually, you do that before you get there. Mm-hmm. Even that's when, the best part of going on a road trip. Ex- even when going to like. I don't know, like Disney or something, and you know you're going to be there for, I don't know, a week, and maybe y'all have a fridge or something. And you get stuff, you stock up beforehand, or if you go on a cabin trip, you stock up before you get there. So they were ill-equipped. Michael failed, and he got, <laughs> he got his family. He he almost got his family killed. <laughs> Michael and Joshua they leave the store, and they decide to pick up Holly. And Elliot, as they are arguing about some, they're arguing about his friends again. Like that, like you said, that is their relationship. They're arguing about that, and so Elliot leaves with them, and he leaves his last friend alone in the RV. I would have went home. <laughs> you leave me alone with this RV. Everybody's gone. Nobody came back. I'm going home. All right. So Drew, he finally hobbles himself. For hops, I don't know what kind of walking he's doing. At this point, he's just he's he's struggling, right? So he gets to Credence's house, and uh, Arnold is trying to call out to him with the tree bark over his mouth. And Drew removes it, and all this green shit comes flying out of his mouth. And then my baby girl Credence shows up, and she backhands backhands the shit out of. Uh, Drew onto her bed, which is clear across the room, mind you. <laughs> that knocked him out. <laughs> I was like, that's a soft bed. How you gonna be knocked out? <laughs> and she's uh, offended that Arnold wanted to leave her. So she takes a chainsaw and starts chainsawing his ass up as he's screaming. And I'm like, poor Arnold. Usually with these episodes, I, but this movie has me speechless in a lot of these moments. <laughs> I can't even I can't even think of what to say about this. So he, he, she chops him up with the uh, chainsaw, which you know what? 
I wish they would have did this in um, Halloween Kills at the end, but okay. Or <laughs> we're just gonna do that. I, I don't understand why people don't go for the head. I don't either. But what's funny about the guy in the flower pot? Watching that documentary, the director is like, all he did was complaining and complaining and was complaining. So I told a special effects person to make a piece to cover his mouth to shut him up. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, you a savage. That, that's, that's that mental warfare like Spike Lee for, um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, not do the right thing. School days, which is School, very oh, like yeah. um, light skin versus dark skin. Um, he had set the light skin people up with, I would say, nice accommodations. Uh-huh. And the darker skinned people, not so much. So that they could naturally have all this tension with each other when they get in scenes. Which is like uh, an evil genius move. <laughs> because it did work in the movie. Uh-huh. So, I mean, sure, cover his mouth up with bark. But then, once again, like this film, I guess you could tell there's a lot of tension. Because in the documentary, again, <laughs> the actor that played the store clerk he was feeling some type of way towards the child actor playing Josh. Mm. And he's like saying how there's a the scene where they were like trying to force feed him the ice cream that he was just like, I just wanted to shove the spoon in his mouth and shut him up. I really could not stand him. I was like, hold up. I wonder if he, <laughs> do we think Josh was a brat in real life? Yeah, that's what he was saying. He's like, he just annoyed the shit out of me. He was a brat, this and that, and he was like wanting to hurt this kid. That is, hmm. <laughs> I, I think John, I could see it. I, I'm a movie star. I'm the lead of this movie, so you, I, I could maybe I could see that. I guess. Uh, I don't know, but people were feeling some type of way. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this documentary again. Yes, to be. You know, I refer to you in my head as um, Cerebro from X Men, what Professor uh-huh. Xavier uses, because you know where everything fucking is. <laughs> whenever, whenever I need to know where something is, I know you are the person to go to. Thank you. And it's I'm like instant. Tubi, Pluto, Hulu. <laughs> you just know exactly where everything is. Still can't find it. I'll send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get pops. Michael shows showing back up at the house, and the Nilbogians, pretty much, it seems like the entire town is up in their house now, and they're like having some weird fair like dances inside, and they brought all their little de- meals and treats again, looking garbage, and. <laughs> Joshua tries to warn them, but Michael sends him up to his room, right? So Joshua goes to the bathroom and he calls out to Grandpa Seth again in the mirror. And then we get this weird shot of the family. This looked very uncomfortable and awkward. Like you're, It's like when people sing happy birthday to you. Uh-huh. They're like sitting there staring as the whole, all the townspeople are clapping and singing and bringing them a plate of food. And I was like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. Joshua (laughs) is still calling out to Grandpa Seth. And 
as they're about to feed the family food, Credence shows up in the mirror screaming as only she can do because she is an actress. (laughs) (laughs) So she jumps through as a goblin and attacks Joshua. So I guess at this point I was like, okay, so she she has a human form and a goblin form. I didn't know that before. I thought we were supposed to just assume since she has like fucked up teeth and her skin was a little off and that she was that was just her form but she's a goblin as well in fact she's the goblin queen (laughs) now why grandpa Seth show up with an axe and chops her damn hand off why are what are the rules to grandpa Seth what are (laughs) yeah I don't know about that I was like dang he just comes quick with everything he got an axe he got the whole flamethrower, like he's ready to go. What what are the rules of the afterlife in this movie? He comes in and out, he's able to do things physically, he can't, he talks to some people, he doesn't to others. Now you chopping those hands off, and I, I need you to just stay here and fight and stop popping in and out. Credence jumps back into the mirror as her human form, and her obviously her hand is gone, and she's very dramatic, screaming, uh, falling all over the table, and she goes to the magic stone, which we could assume is related to Stonehenge, since she's saying that's who her ancestors were, or where they were. She shoves her nub inside of the sto- the stone, which is has like lights and 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 steam or smoke coming out of it, and it regenerates her hand. Was I dreaming or was that hand slimy? Um, I don't remember. I can't, I don't know if I was imagining it or what. It she was very she was like stretching her hands like she had Freddy Krueger gloves on or something in the camera, like to like make sure her hands still worked. I don't know uh-huh. if it was slimy or not. Um, Grandpa Seth concocts a plan. Um, for Joshua to set a, the house on fire, I'm assuming. <laughs> he gives him a Molotov cocktail. And I'm like, again, why can't you do this? Why are you making my little 10-year-old ass doing all this shit? And the preacher, the preacher goblin grabs the Molotov cocktail from them. And he tries to put some kind of curse on Grandpa Seth. And Grandpa Seth starts falling out on the ground like he's having a heart attack, basically. And he, again, uses some kind of witch or mutant powers as a ghost. And he's able to conjure up lightning with the snap of his finger. So the Molotov cocktail ignite. This all just sounds crazy coming out of my mouth. I can't, I can't. This is happening. This happens in the film. I can't do not. <laughs> it ignites in the preacher goblin's hand. He sets. Uh, he's set on fire clearly. And Michael, the father, comes out with a fire extinguisher, puts out the preacher, and we now see the preacher's goblin true form, the true form of the preacher goblin, and so does the rest of the family. And they're like, "What?" And the fuck is this? <laughs> and the sheriff was like, he's one of us. Y'all kill him. So now we're going to kill y'all. And then it's this like kind of intense. The music in this scene actually was not that bad. 
the family's like backing up to the house as the townspeople are staring at them. And it, the, the music kind of hits kind of heavy, and I was feeling it a little bit. <clears throat> not really feeling them not running, but the music was okay. Uh, so let's see. The Wake family, they retreat back into the house, right? Because the goblins are trying to get their revenge. We pop back to Credence, and she's praying to the Lord of the Magic Rock and asks for her old powers. And she gets a she's all that makeover. (laughs) Like, no more glasses. Her hair looks youthful. Her skin and teeth cleared up. It it really is she's all that. Like, Uh let's just fix up her hair a little bit and take her glasses off. And she's a whole new person. And she's ready to fuck shit up now. Mm-hmm. Put on some stockings. <laughs> yes. And she's revealing more of her skin. She takes off whatever uh-huh. like, robe she has on. And we get to see a little cleavage. Her arms are out. She's wearing a, like, a little flowy... I don't know what if it's a dress or not. Whatever that is. Blouse? I don't know what a blouse is. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, she complete that look with an ear of corn. She yes. was ready to go. And so the goblins tell the Wake family that there are a bunch of sandwiches in this bag and y'all better eat them too or we're going to have to go about killing y'all violently. Over some damn sandwiches. And they throw the sandwiches <laughs> on the porch. And the, what, did the, what did the clerk say? It'd be a shame if we have to kill you because we have to put the, the flesh in vinegar and let it sit out all night until we could... They are a straight up fool in this movie. But they take it so seriously. <laughs> so seriously. Uh, so we cut to the last remaining friend at the RV. And like you mentioned, the corn scene. Which might be one of my favorites in the movie. <laughs> so I don't remember his name. So we're going to call him Unidentified Body as of right now. Was it Drew, I think? No, Drew was the one who was running. So there was Drew uh- that was jogging. Arnold got turned into a tree. And Elliot Brent. is the boyfriend. Brent. Brent? Okay, thank Brent, you. Yeah. All right, so we have Brent, who is in the RV, and he's watching TV, and it starts to act up. And then, on the television, we see Credence, can we say seductively, strolling down the road mm-hmm. <laughs> on the television. But what is she doing? She's branding a, a um, is it an ear of corn? Corn on the cob. It's a, it's an actual piece of corn. <laughs> she, and she's seductively kind of dancing and writhing down the road while she's holding this corn up, showcasing it. And I'm I'm assuming to make it a very fat this to me was a porn scene. This is this is what this was. The corn was supposed to be some kind of penis that he was getting turned on by. She was like, she was like so she literally breaks the fourth wall and is talking to him through the TV she's like this isn't this isn't I'm no program this is real and all this shit and she's like come outside and see and his dumb horny ass goes outside the RV and they're playing like really 80s I don't know if honky tonk porn kind of music during this scene. So Credence pushes him onto the bed and she takes out her corn again and puts it in his face. 
And she's like, aren't you hungry? And like you said, he's like, yeah, I actually like popcorn, which that's not popcorn. <laughs> so, okay, fine. <laughs> and she's like, well, no problem. All we have to do is heat it up. Like, it's straight up porn. It's, oh man! Oh man! I wish they would have talked about that in the documentary, like how they filmed that whole scene. That would have been something. Hot and heavy, and they get surrounded by popcorn. I was was Credence in the document? I don't remember if she was in the documentary. No, she wasn't. That is, a, I need to look her up after this. I hope she was in other movies or show or something. So they start to. They're not really making out. They're both eating the corn at the same time, but it's basically them kissing. And then popcorn fills up the RV. How? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense in this movie, so we just got to go along with it. No more asking questions, right? So, yeah, popcorn can be made by kissing. I'm going to try that. Are we meant to believe they have sex in this RV? I don't know. Or freeze them with that ear of corn. I, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that corn symbolized something, you know. Side note, ooh, this is probably a bit much. I <laughs> I sometimes do like to watch the videos, the vids of um people sharing an apparatus. So you mentioning them having a threesome in this is not too far fetched depending on where they put everything. But I'm just going to leave that alone because that's a whole other show. <laughs> that's, that is a whole other show. Yeah, not... I'm probably like, what in the world? But you know what? People have, used, people have used cucumbers, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And people have shoved up inside of them in the ER. So... Corn. Oh, <laughs> so corn is not too far-fetched. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a little weird. <laughs> so I guess we're to assume that he's dead. I, I do think we see him later and he's eating the popcorn, but he's definitely going to turn into a plant or some shit. So the family, the Waite family, now we're back with them in the home. And the, I guess Josh is trying to get a hold of Grandpa Seth and he can't. So Holly's like, what about a seance? So they decide to do a seance to get Grandpa Seth. I don't believe any of these people know how to do a seance. But, again, let's go with it. That's the theme of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa Seth, uh, his voice appears. And he says, when the clock strikes six, which is a strange number, by the way, to land on, he will be gone forever. They must destroy the magic stone that gives the goblin their powers. Joshua passes out after this message. His mother goes to wake him up, but his body's been switched with a goblin, and the rest of them bust up in the house. <laughs> so the family runs upstairs to try and tries to fight them off. This, I... Mm, I... <laughs> I'm ready for this episode to be done. I <laughs> I'm kind of regretting well, making you watch this movie for this. <laughs> I feel like a crazy person. Okay. Um, 
Joshua has now appeared at Credence's house. And as he's exploring, he gets choked out by a goblin. Grandpa Seth again shows up, snuffs the shit out of the goblin, and it passes out. He explains that Stonehenge, um, the magic stone, is the power of the goblins. The only way to stop it is for them to touch it together. I don't know why. I don't think he really explained why. Um, so Credence leaves the RV and Brent is still munching on some popcorn. I think they fucked. I don't know. Oh, they had to. Because the way he was acting, that was not from a kiss. Although I have had some good kisses. I don't, maybe they did just kiss. <laughs> she leaves the RV and she sees her reflection and her she's all that makeover is gone. So she knows something is wrong and she starts to scream out and the goblins just in time leave the Waite family because their queen is calling them because they were about to end that family. Credence shows up at the house to stop Joshua. The goblins grab him and they try to force feed him some... It looks like a blended gremlin, whatever that would be, the consistency. They're trying to feed him that. And he he pulls out a hamburger from his backpack and this... <laughs> a double-decker bologna sandwich. <laughs> yes. Which... Baloney, we can do better than that. But okay, sure. And they are like petrified because if he eats this baloney, he is going to taint his body and they won't want to eat it. So he starts to tear this damn sandwich up and they run away. <laughs> they run away. <laughs> and they're like cowering in fear. And oh God, I just, I can't with this. He starts to touch the stone. And the family show up and they explain that by Grandpa Seth sent us here with his voice. So he orders the entire family to touch the stone with their nasty human hands. And lightning starts to strike down the goblins. And it's like the power of tainted human flesh has ridden us of the evil. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Take a shot, take a shot. The Waite family, they make it back home. And it's just Joshua and his mom now. And of course, they are starving at this point because they haven't eaten in, what, two days? Yeah, yeah. about two days. So she eats an apple at their house. Their actual home, not in Nilbog. So she eats an apple. Joshua goes to his room to thank Grandpa Seth, who I guess can no longer appear because those are the rules. Um, But he hears whispering that is not human coming from outside his room. So he's walking through the house and calling out to his mom. And then as he approaches the stairs, a baseball is tossed downstairs and it reads, yummy, mommy is so good. (laughs) This scene actually was kind of creepy to me. Like I was imagining if I was with my mother and this actually happened, like this would freak me out a little bit. He runs to the bath. He's running through room and room screaming for his mom. He goes to the bathroom and he sees chlorophyll in the bathroom. So we are to assume that the apple was a Nilbog apple or she ate one of their food. One or the other. I thought it was interesting because when he gets to the kitchen, she pulls out that bowl of apples and she's like, oh, Oh, yes, it's delicious. 
And just like the way she was acting and stuff, I was like, oh, she, she a goblin. She a goblin. Because the way she was, like, obsessing over it. But, I mean, I understand they haven't eaten in, like, two days. But an apple? Yeah, like on Survivor, they be... So this season... So I'm a new Survivor person, right? This show is good as fuck. So I guess they normally give them at least the bare essentials, like rice and, like, flint mm-hmm. to make fire. But they... Those are rewards now. You don't get those off the bat. So they had like a reward challenge and they showed them like an apple, probably a mango, bananas. They with the way they were drooling over this shit, like it was some five star meal. So when you go a while without some food, I anything will look appetizing, I guess. Oh, uh, but she had a bowl of red delicious apples, too. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> apple? Granny Smith? Um Uh uh-uh. uh. What's that other one called? Gala apple? Honeycrisp. Ooh. Honeycrisp is good. Gala. So good, too. There's... Uh-huh. What's the apple? This is so random. What's the apple? The apple, it's really dark red. It's not the same shape as the other ones. It's, like, taller. It has a very That's strange Red is delicious, right? It might be it's that. It's, like, here. Yeah. I don't like those. They have a strange yeah, taste. Are, yeah, those are more bitter. Y'all need to stop selling those because those are not doing it. So Walmart or Publix, Safeway, I don't know other stores, Wallbounds, Tar- Trader Joe's, Costco, Target. Stop it. <laughs> Farmer's markets. All those red delicious trees. <laughs> they are disgusting. Uh, so Joshua, he finally approaches the kitchen and he slows down. So we know something's up and he sees that the goblins are eating his mother and they are tearing her ass up. Okay. She, now they made a point to have her have plant breasts. I think Uh (laughs) like that was the only part of her body that was like actually still there, but they're eating her. And one of the goblins says something to him. Quite frankly, there's so much bullshit going on. I do not remember what the fuck he said to him. Um, I don't remember myself. I was just like, how much longer? <laughs> what, do I, what do I have left? Luckily, this ended. Now, <laughs> I would like to know, like I asked you yesterday, on a scale of 8 to 10, how much do you love this movie? Well, like I told you in that message, if you switch the 10 around and make it to a zero one, that's my rating. I mean, you're not that far off. I think when I saw, you know, like on the um, streaming shit, when you see the stars that people rated it, uh-huh. I want to say it was a one or a two out of 10 around that. So you're not far off, and quite frankly, I'll give it a five for pure oh. entertainment. Pure entertainment. This to me is so much better than me watching a serious horror movie that is trying to be serious and good, and it's just boring. This to <laughs> me is so much better than that. I would rather laugh than watch a boring horror movie. I mean, you got a point there because I mean, my boyfriend and I—we're just sitting there cracking up, like, "What are we watching?" <laughs> and I mean, this movie does. It has new potential, mm-hmm. and it has a great following. So, I mean, if they still do the whole Troll 2, like, 
festival or movie screens, I'll most likely show up just to say I experienced it. And so and you'll I know mean, the I'll lines. Put, you'll be saying the lines with everybody. Right. I'm assuming so it's somebody... like another it's like another Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I mean I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I'm not even gonna speak yeah. on that because the, I'm gonna get stoned. I do not get that movie. I don't. I don't. I think I watched it too late in life. Like, I literally watched it for the first time earlier this year. Yeah, which is a shame because I know they play that movie, I think, every Saturday in down in Atlanta at some theaters. And I never went to watch it. And I know all the fans would go there. I just, I never watched Even when it came on TV, I would just be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And I don't know what is happening. But it's so much fun. I am extremely attracted to Tim Curry in this movie. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. Oh. In this little, I don't know what this is, the lingerie or whatever he's wearing. I was like, this is a new thing for me. Hey, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to watch that now. Maybe at some point. But not anytime That's- soon. Probably you, like, you won't watch this anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll probably like pop an edible and make sure I'm high and watch this. I will look. I might do that next weekend, actually. I'll keep you posted. See, <laughs> now you might think, now I'm curious what you think, what your theories are about this movie. I think Grandpa was a goblin. Ooh. I, I didn't see that coming. Wait a minute. <laughs> or yes. like maybe like. Um, yeah, Grandpa had to be a goblin. He had to. Cause, or he would, like, his family are from, like, some type of bloodline of goblin hunters or something like that, but there's some connection between Grandpa and the goblins. You, okay, so and then, you just made another sequel to this movie. I want you to know that. <laughs> and then, like, that whole scene where Joshua gets attacked by Creedence like, because we thought it was Grandpa, but it was Credence. I thought that was Grandpa. I thought it was like, oh, Grandpa's finally showing his true form, and he's, he's been a goblin this whole time. Mm, that's interesting. So, and then cut to the ending of it, where we see the mom going crazy over the apple, and like, yeah, pretty much being devoured by the goblins. I think she was a goblin herself. Hmm. Maybe if you spend too much time in the outside world, you become you you stop becoming a goblin more and more. Mm-hmm. Huh. This is Dude, interesting. That's so weird. This is very interesting because Credence Leonor Giegold <laughs> did say <laughs> she did say her ancestors. She has ancient Druid ancestors. Now. I had to look this up a little bit because I didn't know what really what that meant or was. But I do know it's some it it's like the first to third century before Christ. I want to say it said, and it's like it, it, areas that would be considered, I guess, England, Ireland, Scotland, like that area, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, if like you're saying, maybe his family as well has ancient. Um, origins and they could have been goblin hunters 
and um because there's also something going on between the preacher goblin and him it was like rivals for some reason it's almost like he knew who he was like the grand high witch and grandma that's what that scene was giving me yeah you might be on to something we need to what was this man's name even though he sounds a little bit off claudio fragasso we need to talk because we need this to- I pass us out. <laughs> we need to finish it did you um so you watched troll one you did a lot you watched troll one troll two and the documentary yep i did finish troll one because i decided to take a nap mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I, I yep i have not watched troll i think is there's a troll three i think so Oh, I don't know if that has anything to do with that. Probably is another not connected one. I saw that the yeah. director wanted to do Troll Two Part Two, but I don't think that's been made. Yeah, it's called so. It's called The Crawlers, <laughs> and it's known as Troll Three Creepers or Contamination Point Seven. What the fuck? <laughs> another Italian director. I, you know what, I, I do need to watch some Italian horror movies that I've never heard of. So maybe. Baby's off the train. <laughs> what, what, is, what else has he done? I need to look that up. Like, I wonder if his movies that weren't supposed to be set in America, I wonder if he's done movies that are like set in Italy and they might make a little more sense because. <laughs> <laughs> but if his wife wrote this. Mm, mm, I don't even know what else to say. I, I don't. I I do love this movie, even though I'm realizing while doing this, I do not like explaining it. <laughs> it's, so, it's just something that you have to experience yourself. Because, like, if you're like trying to tell people about, it, they're going to look at you crazy. Be like, what? No, that y'all uh, yes. making this shit up. But it, it's definitely something to experience yourself. I mean, Absolutely. even though I said I was going to whoop you, <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad you it's, I'm glad you're the reason that I watched this movie. You, you pushed me. Yes. But I can't remember if, I think Devin, maybe it was Critters with him. I can't remember. I'll, I get Critters, Trolls, and Ghoulies mixed up. Speaking of that, in Troll 1, did you see... Some of them look like ghoulies in Troll 1 when they were when he was turning some of the people into trolls. Some of them look like them. Right. But Troll 1 was probably the better movie, but it's not as iconic as Troll 2. I'm going to let you know right now. But oh, I, yeah. the little girl as a goblin was effective. I found her creepy. I found the troll or the goblin... Oh shit! I forgot which is which. I, <laughs> I found the goblin. No, the troll. I found the troll to be the his. Well, his makeup and shit. I was like, okay, this is creepy. Yeah, I don't like it. If I saw this in real life, I'd be fucked. I get it. So I like that. But I don't really remember anything else. I just remember he turned the girl into a ball, like a kickball. Oh in yeah. The movie. That is all I remember. <laughs> oh, and Julia Louise Dreyfus is in it. Uh huh. And Sonny Bono. <laughs> yes. 
I love when I go back to back and watch old horror movies and I see like act like stars in them before they were I'm assuming big stars. So I love watching this, like watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and seeing Ben Affleck randomly on the basketball team. I love moments like that. <laughs> I I don't think I think we've said everything that can ever be said about this movie. <laughs> I think we pretty much tackled everything. Yeah, there's nothing. Ooh, I need a drink after this. Ooh, <laughs> um, I think that might be it actually so is there anything coming up that you are looking forward to seeing within the next few months well we already discussed Halloween Kills mm-hmm. I'm just excited oh Chucky the TV series the first episode came on and I am in for the ride I cannot wait to see what's in store it's so good um, and Antlers that's finally coming out in a week or two, so I can't wait. We, okay, well, you and I are right here because <laughs> I've been waiting for Antlers for so long. And Chucky, in my head, I was like, they should have been did this. This is good. Like, I wasn't sure what the show was going to give, but it definitely, the vibe of it is right. And also, <laughs> kill all them kids. Yeah. Take them out. Lexi. Except for- he Chucky, so I found myself rooting for Chucky, which I don't know if that's ever happened. Because y'all know, no, yeah, I'm a fan of him too. Like y'all know, I have that thing about kids. So <laughs> when he at the end of the episode, oh, I guess spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you know, go back and watch. <laughs> but when at the end of the episode, when he's like, "Now let's talk about that bitch, Lexi," I was like, "Yes, let's talk about <laughs> killing that bitch." <laughs> She is so mean. She is for no reason. Ooh. Yeah, I actually kind of like Day of the Dead as well. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, check that out. It's like... What was the name of that movie with Bill Murray? And the... No, no, no. Not Bill... So he's a main... They're like... It's him. He's a, a police officer. And... The dude from the newer Star Wars movies, the villain, the tall dude. Is it Kylo Ren? Oh. Is that his name? Yeah, that's a, that's a character's name. So, yeah, they're playing police officers in this town. Dead, dead before dawn. Some shit oh, like dead will die. That might be it. Dead will die. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like an ensemble cast. Yes. When yeah, I said, dead, dead won't die. I just... I was in that movie theater pissed the fuck off. (laughs) I was like, no, y'all didn't give me this. I want to call it a not poetic zombie movie, but it's something. I was like, there is a lot of talking in this. (laughs) So when they finally got to like the killing, I was like good and ready for it. But check it out one time. See what you like. See if you like it. But um, I don't even know why I brought that up. This movie got my head so fucked up in the head. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, so it's like it's like that movie, but it's entertaining, and you get more going on throughout the episode versus stuff just happening at the end of the movie. 
So I, at first I was like, I don't know. But after watching the episode, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be invested. You know, American Horror Story is going off soon. I need like the resurgence of horror shows. I, I'm really loving it. So we, I feel like we need more, honestly. I keep forgetting about American Horror Story. Ash. <laughs> I didn't watch stories and I have not been watching Double Feature. I just, I, I think I burnt out on American Horror Story. Well, you know, also, we, there's a lot of shit to watch, too. I've noticed there's just so much shit to watch, movies and show-wise. It's hard uh-huh. to keep up with everything. Now, I can give you the episodes that you can watch on American Horror Stories because you really don't need to watch all of them. Um, (laughs) And this season actually is pretty good. Now, the way they end it, I think, is going to determine if it's going to be considered a good season or not. It all is riding on the way they end it, which we know is not the strongest point. But... I, I'm going to always hold out hope that they're going to do us right. But you never know. I'm trying to think what else. Evil, I have to catch up on that. Evil was actually a pretty decent show. Well, how about just remind everyone again where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ask to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle, Ashes. And you can check out Kill the Dead podcast on any. Um, streaming platform you use, and you can also check out my show, Rise from the Dead, on any streaming service you like to listen to. Yes, make sure you support both of those shows. I feel like you should have Devin and Gray watch this movie, but but don't warn them. I think Devin, Devin will whoop me. I already know. He's going to call us rude. But he likes trash, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to, like, try to calm them into watching this. It's because I would really, be, like, clubhouse. I would love to hear them, like, rip this movie apart because I know they would. And <laughs> I just think that would be so entertaining. <laughs> so I am thinking of doing a Guilty Pleasures-themed month. Oh. To have people come on and talk about movies that maybe people don't like, but the ones that they love. Do it. Do it. Uh, First of all, I would like to thank you again for not only watching, not even just one movie, three movies, basically, (laughs) for preparation for this podcast on this treasure that is true. And I think we should all spread this around the world. So that it is known everywhere. And have it become a cult classic. <laughs> oh, loaded. <laughs> uh, again, you know where you can find Ash on her podcast and on Kill the Dead. Um, you, if you want to show up on this show, I'm probably going to try to not suggest movies this insane again. Because my head hurts. Um, (laughs) You can message me if you want to come on the podcast on Twitter at ThackerayBinks86. Or you can also DM the podcast page at people underscore scares. If you want to suggest the movie, I am open to that as well. 
Um, because there's plenty of shit I haven't seen. So, uh-huh. thank you again for joining. Have a good night.